0: Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Stitch Please podcast. I am your host, Lisa Woolfork. And as I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode is going to introduce and reintroduce some of y'all to Carmen A. Green, Kag Mag, one of the founders and cheerleader of the Black Sewing Network. Now, (laughs) when I was a kid, we used to have fun cousins' house and not fun cousins' houses. Everybody wanted to go to the fun cousins' house because it was fun, as opposed to going to the other cousins' house where you had to do, like, all these chores, and you had to, like, do the same rules that your mama had at your own house. And it was just like, you know, you might as well stay home. It's going to be the same. But listen, TikTok is the fun cousins' house. And I should know because I lived at the fun cousins' house because we was the fun cousins. And the reason that TikTok, I call it the Fun Cousins House, is Carmen A. Green and the Black Sewing Network. Carmen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Huge fan. I'm so excited about what you've been able to build over at TikTok. And really glad to start 2023 with new options for folks. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we never stop learning. We never stop growing. That's just part of life. and so. One of the things that we can do as we start 2023 is finding new ways to excite and delight ourselves. And for me, the Black Sewing Network is that. So, Carmen,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I am so humble and honored to be here. I am so excited. I am absolutely (laughs) delighted.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about your sewing story? How did you get started sewing?
1: Okay, so originally, I'm as hyper-creative as many of us are. And originally, I thought I wanted to be a stylist. Funny, ironically enough. So this was back in 2009, 2010. And back then, it was really hard to get designers to lend their clothes. Like, either you had to pay an exorbitant fee to rent the clothes, or they were like, no, for new stylists. So I was like, I'm going to make my own clothes. So after grad school, I decided to actually go back to school again and get a fashion design. Oh, wonderful. So that's pretty much what happened Yeah, I went back and I learned at a local community college in Baltimore when I was living there. And the rest is history. So that's how I started sewing.
0: That is amazing. Don't you just love (laughs) Black women? I love us. I do. I love us. I love us. Because it's like, you know what? You won't loan me no clothes. You won't let me borrow no clothes. Guess what? I'm going to make me some clothes. And then I'm going to style myself and get a whole degree in how to do it. Oh my gosh. And did, and (laughs) did, and did. And when you say, as funny as it sounds, you want to be a stylist, you are a stylist. Like if you ever look at Carmen's images, her photos, (laughs) the way that she designs and sets things up, and her creative space overall, stylist is just one of the many things that she does. Oh,
1: thank you. And the
0: thing that we're here to talk about and the thing I wanted you to share with my listeners and this amazing community of the Stitch Please podcast is Black Sewing Network. Now, y'all, I came through Instagram. Instagram was the place that I found community. It's where yep. I built Black Women's Stitch back in 2018. That was like the first post I ever made. And it was like, I want to find other Black sewists. And so Instagram was a very supportive space for that. I was able to find other Black women. And now you are doing something very similar by pulling together Black sewists on TikTok. Can you talk a little bit about your perception of the difference between, like, Instagram as a sewing platform versus TikTok? And you don't got to spare nobody's feelings because I don't give a shit. I don't lie. (laughs) If you think Instagram is stuck up in old school or a or whatever, you can say that because that's totally fair. So just talk a little bit about the two different platforms because some folks don't want to move. Right. You stick with a thing. You stick with what you know. And it's like, well, why should I go over there if I'm happy over here? Absolutely. Talk a bit about what TikTok is
1: and how TikTok is different. TikTok is very different and it was very unexpected. Like you, I did start in sort of the sewing community in the sewing space on Instagram. So that's where I met a lot of amazing sewers, DIYers. So no beef with Instagram. And I actually started going live in sewing, doing sew alongs by myself on Instagram. So it wasn't a very engaging. So it's not like I didn't try. And that's not where I started. But something in my spirit told me to go on a TikTok, probably back in March. I challenged myself for 30 days to go to post four times a day. Gary V, I don't know if you heard him. He said, y'all need to post. If y'all want to get promotion, if you want to get yourselves out there, your talents out there, post four times a day for 30 days. I grew 5,000 followers in 30 days. So TikTok. in March of 2022, yes. you
0: said, I'm going to commit to TikTok and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to post four times a day for 30 days. Now, y'all, we're telling you this in 2023. Things change so much. Who knows what it's going to be now. But in 2022 of March, you were able to grow 5,000 followers in about a month. Yes. With
1: consistent posting. And what kind of things did you post? I posted everything. So I'm a creator. So I like to do so many different things. I said, but Carmen, focus on. So that's it. I said, I found my niche. And that's been hard for me to do because I love so many different things. You know, as a marketer, so I have an MBA in specialization in marketing. Wonderful. The lesson is like niche, it does help you grow faster. It just does. It is what it is. And I sort of committed to the niche of sewing and showing people process, like from beginning to end. And those are the videos that sort of helped me, whether or not I was making clothes, whether or not I was making wigs. I just show this is how I started a little bit of the process. And this is the final result. And I was able to capture that in one video. And I also started announcing panda tails. So that's probably the two things that brought me to like I'm not going to say fame, but, you know, sort of increase my popularity. I'm, I'm going to say fame. But <laughs> I can say it. Listen,
0: why you got to be humble? Humble is not for Black women. No, seriously, I really believe this. Humble is not for Black women. Right, right, right. Humble is not for us. You know, we live in a society that's designed to humiliate us. That's true. So why would we participate by humbling ourselves before they get a chance to? No, ma'am. Yeah, and you said no, ma'am. Not you get the flex. It's going to be right here. Today we are okay? flexing. yeah, Today and all the days. <laughs> so this is gorgeous. And so you committed and then the growth happened. The growth happened. It happened. And so the pattern sales, this is something that you do. You specialize in Joanne pattern sales. It's not enough to get a flyer in the mail. Or <laughs> these people text me like I owe them money. I'm like, bitch, are you Sally Mae? Why are you sending me all these bonuses? Good night. <laughs> hey, thanks for the coupons, but leave me alone. <laughs> All right, we don't go together no more. As married now, we don't go together no more. Stop texting, right? Yeah. But what do you think is so exciting? What do you think brings people back week after week
1: to listen to you talk about the parent sales? Because they do. Right, they do, right? And I was like, this isn't going to last very long, right? Because... It's pretty much a very routine thing, right? We know the iterations of which patterns are going to go on sale each week. Like, we have a rhythm. Everybody knows it. It's like a cycle, right? It's like a cycle. It's a continuous cycle of the same thing over and over again. But I think what I try to do is add value in each post, whether or not I'm like, okay, yes, simplicity is on sale, bird is on sale, or, you know, McCall's, whatever. But here's the patterns that you need. So I let people know specific things, like things that, okay, it's not about going to the pattern sale. This is what you should be getting. This is what we will be selling next. Or even like when Nomi came out, I'm like, all right, y'all, it's time to go to Joanne and buy them out, like sell them out. So I'm not just saying, oh, it's a pattern sale, because a lot of people inform the community of when a pattern sale is. So I try to add additional value in addition to, yeah, we're getting each of $2, y'all. I absolutely agree with that. And I think part of it is your personality, but also your fashion degree.
0: Right. Yeah. How often do you get someone who is interested in marketing, in merchandising, in styling, in sewing to tell you when something's on sale and how you can use that limited opportunity that month to get what
1: you're going to need to move your sewing stuff ahead? Like, I think that's gorgeous. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I grew very quickly on TikTok, but I noticed my sort of following became stagnant. So what a lot of strategists said was you need to go live. I'm like, I was scared shitless to go live on TikTok. I was like, I don't know, because TikTok can be like very cruel. There are a lot more people engaged, but there are different types of engagement and attention that I didn't necessarily want. But I was like, you know what? I had to put fear aside and I started going live on TikTok. And that's when I noticed increased to 10,000 on TikTok by going live and creating this Black Soul Network community. So tell us a bit about
0: the difference between going live on
1: TikTok and going live on IG. It is, like you said, it's a fun cousin's house. It's lit. It's a party, all Like, IG, it's very curated, very look at me, look at me. It's not a very engaging environment. Like I said, people go there for the real, the pretty pictures. But on TikTok, I feel like the community is, everybody wants to learn. So they're not afraid to ask the question. I feel like on IG, people are afraid of looking like they don't know something where it's on TikTok. We're cool with not knowing. Right. I don't know if Socrates or who said it, but, you know, the wise man knows that he knows nothing. Yes. And I just feel like that's sort of what we exist or that's how we present ourselves on TikTok versus on Instagram. I
0: think that's a really important point because I think in the way that Instagram first was about curating still images, you were meant to look at a picture and get all the information you needed. And it was really about putting forward something that was already finished. Yes. Right? It was like the end result, not about the process at all. And what I think TikTok has done is that it has opened the doors to real, true learning. Yes. Not just in someone, like I know there's a lot of folks, historians, scholars, people talking about critical race theory, people talking about how to thread a fishing lure, all kinds of stuff you can learn. And that's the reason TikTok is the number one search engine in the world. Yes. Bigger than Google. People go to TikTok
1: first. It's like the short form of YouTube. Before I went to school, I learned how to sew on YouTube. Is that right? Yes. You went to YouTube University? For sewing? I went to Eugene University for sewing before I went to school. So there's nothing because people are like, do you feel like you need to go to school? Absolutely not. You have a lot of resources at your disposal. Use them. Don't feel like you need to go back. That's just the way I learn. I need to be in class and I need to be graded. So that's the way in which I achieve learning because I I value grades. I'll admit it. And I wanted to go somewhere and get an A in draping and flat pattern and tailoring. So that's why I learned because I'm not disciplined to do independent learning. I need to be graded. So that's why I went to school. But I love a class.
0: I love a class. I'm not sure I love grades, but I know I love a class. I love someone showing me and correcting me, you know, like, oh, wait, wait, you got this wrong or your hand is in the wrong position. Try it this way. Like, that's the thing I love. I love a class. I have taken class, honestly, picture framing matting and cutting, like all this stuff I learned. How to, I mean, this room that I'm in right now, I'm just showing you a little slice. The heat presses is open. I got circular saws, jigsaws. Got that to a cricket. Yeah. Cameo. All of all it. All of that. It's honestly, like instead of being a Michael's, they could going to call that
1: shit a Lisa's and come over <laughs> here. <laughs> listen, listen. Open up your whole shop. Okay. Black women stitch, fabric store and crafter. Exactly.
0: Exactly. With expert instruction. Exactly. It's so... I really appreciate what you've done because in the same way that TikTok is like a predominant search engine, it has the same problems that all search engines have. And that is that they are designed to circulate around the needs of white people. TikTok's a white, yes. This is not anything we are making up. If you want to check me, y'all, I know y'all tend not to, but Sophia Noble is a colleague and she wrote a book called The Algorithms of Oppression. And in that book, she studied how these algorithms, even artificial intelligence, is designed to push forward the images of white people. This goes back to early photography. The reason that it's so hard to get a great photo of a white and a black person in the same image is because the lenses and the lights were designed to pick up white skin and not black skin. All this is old information. All these technologies Reproduce the same white supremacist okay. standard that they did gaslight us and say it's for everybody. And when it doesn't
1: work for us, we're like, oh well, I guess that's something you've done wrong. Lies. Right. I was saying I had running joke for TikTok. I'm like, listen, y'all better get your followers up before they realize you're black. I say that all the time. Like when you start posting, post aggressively before they realize that you're a black or a person of color because hunting it will come to a oh, halt. But that's why I say get your content out there quickly and get to that first thousand followers. And that's my sort of advice for every content creator or aspirant on the app. So go ahead. Because that's one of the
0: differences is that in order to go live on TikTok, you have to get a thousand followers. That is their minimum threshold. And I can say being with the fun cousins and having them welcome me into Black Sewing Network. Carmen and those wonderful people got me my thousand followers over there in a few days. Yes, Carmen was (laughs) like, Lisa, you need to post more. And I said, yes, ma'am, I will post more. (laughs) And then she was like, okay, now we go get you. And they did it. And it was really wonderful. But when I first started on TikTok, I would put in sewing and it's always white hands, white people, white projects, white accounts. That's what comes up. I would have to put in black sewing and then it would start to come up but now we can put in Black Sewing and Black Sewing Network is the first thing that comes up yeah it's exciting Black Women Stitch and the Stitch Please podcast are happy to announce Sew Black an affinity space creative oasis and live podcasting studio at the Modern Quilt Guild Quilt Con in Atlanta, Georgia February 23rd to 26th So Black is made possible by major underwriting from Spoonflower, With over 1 million designs available on fabric, wallpaper, and home decor, every purchase supports a global community of independent artists. The Spoonflower community includes artists, makers, small business owners, interior designers, and you. Begin your next project with one of Spoonflower's independent designers or upload your own. Go to spoonflower.com and use the code SOBLACKQC for 20% off your purchase. That's S-E-W-B-L-A-C-K-Q-C. If you'd like more information or to contribute to Sew so Black, you can find the links to what you need in the show notes. Talk about why that was important to do. Why was it important to make sure that we could see some Black hands and Black men and women and binary folks, you know,
1: sitting behind a sewing machine on TikTok. You know what's crazy? It was an idea that was started off in women. I have to credit Julian Creates for actually coming up with the name. Because initially, I was thinking like... Mm-hmm. Network because I wanted to start like a TV network for Seweth on TikTok. Think about having time slots and stuff. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna start TV network on here for us, yeah. And so we were throwing out names that Julian was like, I was like, TikTok Sewing Network, I own that name too. And then I was coming out, and Julian was like, Black Sewing Network because me and Julian are the same in that regard where we are pro black, like you know, all black, okay, yes. And so I was like, exactly, I said, you know. Yes. So I decided to do the sew alongs and I made a dress. It was a Vogue dress. And I was like, "Okay, I want to bring other people into the fold and let's start having like, you know, how they had the view or the real. I wanted people at first sort of sewing backgrounds to come together. And originally it was just on Sundays where we will sew a project and show our different styles of sewing. And it was just a panel of black people, black women, black men, regardless. It's hard to get the men though. recruiting men if you're out there, but whatever. They're out there. And so it was an amazing experience. Our first live, it was lit. I was like, damn, all these people here to see us. I was not expecting it. And it was just so much love. And it was filled with black people, white people, Asian people. Like, I think people think Black Selling Network exclusionary. It's not. You know, we welcome everybody. But the goal is, like you said, to amplify and celebrate Black voices in the sewing community, whether you're a quilter, garment sewer, bad girl. We're here to promote because we're in an environment that disenfranchises us and doesn't promote us. And you don't find us. So we needed a way. We needed a back signal to find other Black sewists like ourselves. So that's why I was created. It's, don't be just in a positive space. We just wanted to say, hey, where the rest of us at? Where you at? Because, you know, we're comfortable around each other. Shit, like, can we support each other?
0: And that is okay. And I think it's worth admitting that TikTok, just like Instagram and other platforms, have their thumb on the scale for white users. Is a way that white mediocrity is used to outweigh Black excellence? It just is. White mediocrity on social media platforms, as in life, like Congress, is often used to outweigh Black excellence. And the thumb on the scale is white supremacy. And that shows up in search results. It shows up when I want to make a dress or I want to make an outfit and I put it in the Google and what comes up is a bunch of white women. And then sometimes I'll put in Black sewing and it'll be a white lady in a Black dress. I'm like, stop playing with me. Stop playing with in our face. Playing in our faces. Terrence, who's also a wonderful supporter yes. of Black Sewing Network, Terrence, he's delightful.
1: His last video got us over that thousand. <laughs> I was like, Lord Jesus, but yeah, and listen, it needed to be said. And that's how I know we're onto something when certain. People are just upset about our existence. They were not checking for us at first. Like, so we were kind of flying under the radar. We were cool, like having a good old time, like you said, at the cousin's house. But, you know, with progress comes certain, you know. Yes, it absolutely does. Attempts to block what we're doing. But we're on it. They're trying to block the blessings. And you know what's so funny to me? It's, I find it
0: hilarious that some people... Some white folks, and I can say that because this is my platform, and the folks who listen to me know what I do. They know who I am. They know I do black studies. They know I talk about black shit all the time, and that this podcast centers black women, girls, and femmes in sewing, and part of that centering Mm -hmm. means we don't have to look over our shoulder before we say something because I'm talking to you, and you're talking to me, and anyone can listen to this podcast. Anyone is available worldwide, I got listeners in every state in the union in about 83 percent of the world's countries. Anybody can listen. Yeah. But what they are privileged to listen to is this honest conversation between us. Yes. One of the things I find hilarious is that TikTok is the only time these white folks will speak up. They don't talk to their sister that votes Republican all the time. Yeah. They don't want to interrupt their racist uncle. To make Thanksgiving uncomfortable. Yeah. But they will do a whole video and ride against Black Sewing Network for causing division on the app. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you talk to somebody in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk to some of those white voters in Georgia about division? Yeah. Why don't you talk to some Trump supporters, your own actual family members? They won't say anything to the people that live in their own house. Yeah. Right. But they will jump. Two feet on the back of Black Sewing Network because of
1: division.
0: Get out of here.
1: And be quick to quote Martin Luther King, but if he was alive now, y'all wouldn't like him either.
0: I mean, honestly, the man was assassinated. People need to stop playing. Do you know what assassinated means? Right, I don't get that. He was murdered. Murdered. I mean, yeah. you don't murder somebody you love. Stop lying, y'all, please. The same folks that hate Black Lives Matter now would have hated Dr. King then, So you're not going to play in my face about Black history. I'm not going to be gaslit by somebody who don't know shit and who hasn't read. That part, that part. I refuse. And so the beauty of Black Sewing Network is the way that you're able to pull together so many people. And I think you've harnessed some of the great benefits of the TikTok platform itself. Yeah. Because before Instagram allowed for this kind of multimedia sharing, You're able to get like, what, four to eight people on one screen to sew together? Can you talk about that? Yes. Basically, you're able to get a grid of people who can talk to each other and everyone's in their own. It's like watching like a little Brady Bunch box. Everyone's
1: in their own little box doing their own thing. It's really amazing. Can you talk about that? I love that process. Absolutely. And TikTok has been a leader in terms of the, the way in which lives are happening. Like Instagram's been copying. So, you know, when Instagram start copying, like, oh, yeah, TikTok, y'all on or something. So this grid feature, it's good because we get to show different people's processes at the very same time, real time. So you can hear the conversations that we're having with each other. It's a good sound quality. All those things matter. We can play music. That's a big thing. Blankford, we love music. We love music. TikTok does not block the sound of the culture, of the community. We be needing that hip hop. If we want to listen to gospel, we listen to gospel. If we want to listen to hip hop, we listen to hip hop. TikTok does not block the blessing of conversation and music and how music adds value to that conversation and the process of sewing. So we're showing our process. We're tabling these conversations about sewing, about life, not just sewing, about life while we are all doing the thing that we love. And that is what makes, I think, the live experience so much different on TikTok versus an Instagram or Facebook. Facebook has it, YouTube has it, but the music is what brings us together, in my opinion. Yes,
0: yes, yes. It provides this kind of really gorgeous ambient background of rich happiness. And just like, you know, reminds me of when I was a girl and we would have Saturday morning cleanup. We would get up in the morning and we put on the music, either gospel and start and then soul or whatever later. But that was part of how we did our work. The music was going. yeah. And that's also a lot of us don't just sew in a silent room in our house. Yeah. You know, some people sew they got the TV on or they're listening to a podcast or they're mostly background
1: music. It's just that it is background music. And it just kind of lifts the whole spirit of the thing. It does. It's like a movie. It's like watching a movie. Like, you know, you need this sort of score for the movie to give the, the emotion to the environment and the setting that you're creating. And my mom's a music teacher. She's a music teacher, choir director. Oh, So that sort of contributes to the selection of music that I use. Like, I'm so thankful that y'all probably see the piano in the background in some scenes. But yeah, so music's always been a very important part of my life and who, who I am as a person. And I think it sort of has added and created like such a special place in TikTok in our lives.
0: It absolutely has. And I really do appreciate how you are so attuned to the TikTok platform. That you've been able to take the things that are allowed, but also expanding them. There's so many people that come through alive, for example. And I just love how the network is connected, but also open. And the way that you say, look, anybody can come, anybody can listen, anybody can comment, anybody can watch. No one is stopping you from watching,
1: right? Right. Watching and stealing. Listen. Girl.
0: No, come on. Please tell the truth. Listen. Tell the truth. Tell the truth to shame the devil. Tell them about how they've been using the Black Sewing Network handle or hashtag, but not really being about the
1: Blacks or actually being Black. Listen, they want our rhythm, but not our blues, Lisa. They want our rhythm, but not our blues. They take everything but the bird. Everything but the bird. But we have this, I don't take it, take it all. Be inspired still, but we have the sauce. That's why I never get bothered. People come to me and they're like, Carmen, did you see this? I'm like, it's okay. It was kind of lackluster. I don't get upset by that in the history of everything. Our sort of culture, our sort of way of doing things, they try to recreate it, but everything that is imitated can't be recreated. That's what it is. It is. And I'm thankful for being a Black Black woman and having the sauce because nobody can do what we do. And that's just what it is. Like Nothing to take away from anybody else, but we have the sauce. That is where I find confidence in what it is we're doing. And also, you you could
0: find confidence in the outcome. The outcome. There has been such an outpouring of support and gratitude from Black people. Yes. And to me, that's who I listen to. Yes. I don't care how many white people are unhappy with the idea of me having an organization called Black Women Stitch or a podcast that centers Black. So I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> I don't care. Right. What I care about is Black women coming through and speaking to me black folks that I can amplify their work and share it as widely as possible because anybody can listen. Yeah. But it's another thing to feel seen. Yes. Yes. And there is not enough forward facing social media programming that right off the bat says, hey, black women, hey, black folks, I see you and I want you to see me and we're going to do this thing together and support each other. Yes, And that's going to be not just as a backup, not just as an also ran,
1: but as a primary way to celebrate ourselves and each other. And you know why I love the name of your podcast and well the name of your handle, I know it's called Stitch Please, but why I love black women stitch so much in this sort of environment that both of us are creating, because Lisa, you're a pioneer. I don't whatever. Like I you black makers matters, like those platforms and environments and groups are so important and pivotal to our community, right? But the reason why I love Black women, Stitch in particular, is there is a huge misconception that Black women don't like each other. First of all, people don't like each other. And we have different personalities. You're just not going to like everybody. And that's OK. But there's this huge misconception that Black women don't like each other and don't support each other. Well, it's just like, no, when you look at other communities, I'm not going to say it. But Black women, we ride for each other. And that has sort of been my experience. You know, black women have been the ones that have elevated me, pushed me forward, supported me. Bought my shit. Like, it has always been black women first. So, I want that sort of conception. I want that just to go out the window. Like, come on, people are not going to like people all the time. And that's sort of the difference. So, the narrative that we don't like each other and don't support each other is complete bullshit. In fact, we're the community or the group of people that people come to when they want to be elevated, regardless of black, white, Asian, Latino. We're the ones that come to like, yes, we are the ones colloquialisms that we use, the speech that we use, like, where are the ones that started that shit? You know what I mean? So it's like, stop playing in my face. Y'all know, when y'all want the juice, y'all know who y'all come to when it's Black women. And that's on point blank in the period.
0: You are so right about that. And the myth that somehow Black women are each other's enemies, I don't give that any credence at all. When someone says that, yeah, I feel sad for them. Yes. I feel sad for them. I mean, there is no way that we could have survived as a people starting in 1619 if Black women didn't look out for each other, for Black children, for Black men, for other Black people. This idea, it's nonsense. And at the same time, the same culture will promote this idea of rugged individualism, Horatio Alger, I gotta be one person to get my own individual success, fuck everybody else. I'm like, so on the one hand, you praise people, some people, for being pioneering individuals who care about no one. And then on the other hand, when Black women are just basically living their own lives, somehow we are disloyal to each other. It makes no sense at all. No sense at all. It's just toxic misconceptions that really benefit everybody but us. So I don't listen to lies. I say, you can lie to yourself, but you can't lie to me. I refuse. I won't accept it. I won't accept it. Not when I know history. I mean, I don't even have to go back to 400 years. I can go back 100. You can go yesterday. Or yesterday. I mean, honestly. (laughs) And so as we wrap up today, Carmen, y'all, don't worry. I know this is a short conversation. I just wanted us to start 2023 so that y'all would know about the Black Sewing on Network. Black Sewing Network on TikTok. So you could go over there and join and follow and support and get on the post so that you can find out the schedule. The Black Sewing Network absolutely operates in the way that Carmen envisioned it. You have a whole week of programming. Tell me how you come up with that kind of schedule. How does that go?
1: Oh my God. So I've been studying sort of the community for a while. Like I didn't just start, like you said, even though the TikTok Lexone Network kind of started in a random way, I have been building community on TikTok, like I said, since March. So I recognize what people's talents are, their interests, if they make bangs, if they're in a cosplay, if they're plus size representation, even within our own community is very important to me. So I recognize people and their gifts and their talents and their specialties. And to what you said previously, people want to be seen by elevating other people. It elevates me. That's how I find sort of energy. That's how I find joy. I just had to find the right community and the right tribe to promote and not be used. They value me just as much as I value them. Yeah. So when I come up with an idea and I know people's talents, they know that, yo, Carmen's going to go hard for me. I'm going to promote. OK, will you just do this so long for me. But I'm going to promote you, your business, your platform. We're going to blow you up. And that is ultimately what my goal is. You know, not to like, yeah, I do have a big personality, but I'm using my personality to push others forward. That is ultimately essentially my goal. Eventually, y'all not even want to see me. I love so I know. But Lisa, like, I love seeing an introvert coming to their own. I love people that people ignore. I love bringing them to the forefront. Like, no, baby, go to the front of the stage. I'm that mama or I'm that sister or I'm that auntie. Like, that's how I come up with the programming because I'm aware. I know I'm loud, but I'm very observant as well. And seeing people, their talents and when the board needs to recognize them as well. One of the things I really love how you've captured
0: is when you all work on a project, for example, let's all make this pattern. Let's all make this bag. You make sure that nobody is left behind. If people have questions, because sometimes sewing together can be difficult to do. Yes. You know, like you have to pull all your stuff together. You go to the
1: library or whatever. Yes. But on this virtual platform, it works so beautifully. That's another great thing. It may be five, six people sewing but we are also engaging the audience because TikTok has this feature. They don't allow pictures. But Julian was like, okay, send me the pic on Instagram. And he was helping different people like, work through the live while we're continuing to sew on the live. So it was a very integrative and engaged platform over there. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that in. We help not only the people on the live, if you're in the audience sewing as well, because everybody can't get on the stage at one time.
0: That's right. When they say engagement, it's not just people dropping a smiley face. There is like two parallel tracks happening on a Black Sewing Network live stream. There's the people talking to each other on the screen. Yes. And then there's a whole new journey in the comments. Yes. Like the community is just cutting up left and right in the comments. It's delightful. Y'all do be
1: cutting up, Lisa. Y'all be acting up.
0: (laughs) Y'all be acting up. Okay. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And then Carmen or someone look and be like, wait, what y'all talking about? (laughs) What is this? It
1: goes so fast. You know, it goes so fast, but we're literally on there for hours hours. Like we're doing shifts. And I'm like, I'm sorry, this is my job. But we'll get to that point. But we have like serendipitously built infrastructure without doing it. That's the organic nature. Like we have a team. And it was not even initially designed. It just was so organic in nature. Like the fraud department for the box. We have people that, yes, at, like moderators, we have so many people that have fell into their roles organically that it's just like, yo, this was meant to happen by the universe, by God. And for that, I'm truly thankful. I, too, am thankful. I am
0: absolutely thankful for it. And y'all need to go over to TikTok, follow CAG the Mag, follow Black Sewing Network. And I'm going to ask you this last question. The slogan of the Stitch, Please podcast is that we will help you get your stitch together. Okay. Right? We will help you get your stitch together. I'm going to ask you, Carmen Green, one of the founders of Black Sewing Network, here we are at the start of 2023. What advice do you have for us
1: to help us get our stitch together? Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. Everybody makes mistakes regardless of how long you're doing something. I've been sewing for 10 years. I'm not afraid to make mistakes publicly. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable in a safe space. Black Sewing Network is that space for a lot of people. Diverse backgrounds, but we're not afraid to fuck up (laughs) publicly. And we enjoy it. We get good laughs about it, but we learn from it. So don't be afraid to fail and learn from your mistakes. Use them as lessons. And on that note, Carmen, this has been such a delight to talk about Black
0: Sewing Network. We will have you back to talk about you. Thank you. Yes. But thank you
1: so much. It has been a real treat. It's been an honor as well for me. Thank you for having me. I'm truly humbled to be on your amazing platform. You are wonderful.
0: And humble (laughs) is not for Black women. We are flexing and celebrating your amazing greatness. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, friend. All right. Bye. You've been listening to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the Black Women Stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the Stitch Please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together.